Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shyla, and we're thriving in a small town. It's Kevin and Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for Coffee and Booze. Clink! Hi. Good morning. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. This is weird. I mean, it's definitely like, but I'm so excited. This is fantastic. It's I know. How long, long have we, coming. I was going to say, how long, Shyla, have we been talking about, um, not just we have something to say, but specifically coffee, beans, and booze. Oh, boy. It's been a couple of months. Uh, well, better part of a year, I think. Right? I think so, too. Yeah. All starting at our favorite place, a bar. A bar. Yeah, That's true, yes. Because we do love both coffee bar and bar bar, correct? Indeed, yes. Hence the coffee, beans, and booze. Coffee, beans, and booze. So sure. should we talk about what coffee, beans, and booze means to us? Absolutely. Okay. What does coffee, beans, and booze mean to you? Great question. So I feel like there's this giant sector of people doing the hustle that we do every day. <gasps> the hustle. The hustle, the extreme hustle, and feeling like there's a place for a voice in all of that, right? And yeah. so I had this moment when I was listening to Joan Gary, uh, Nonprofits Are Messy. She's amazing. Um, and she has this uh, episode called No, You Can't Do It All. And I remember being in a Hobby Lobby parking lot, like crying about how, you know, I spend all of this time investing in all of these things and whether or not it's worth it and you know at the end of the day I realize I'm not alone and neither are you and so I know together we talk all about going back to the hustle we talk all of the time about the side hustle like everybody's got to have a side hustle I don't even know which one's the side hustle anymore because I love that we have found these things that we can entrench ourselves into so much and be so dedicated into them and I know through this podcast we're going to talk about all the many things that we do that are all the side hustles. I made a list this morning. I have seven side hustles of something that I both get such reward and has such demand all at the same time. So this concept of like balancing it all but doing these amazing community warrior type things. And I think And the imbalance and the balance and the really imbalance and then when things happen at the same time and we're both struggling and drowning yes. and when one of us isn't and one of us is and yeah. yeah. My husband and that. I used to say that. Mark and I who you, Mark, you know Mark so yes. very well. Uh, Mark and I used to say like to the children when they were little like sometimes mommy gets upset sometimes daddy gets upset but oh help the world when it's upset for both of us and that's how I feel about you and me. You're my new spouse. There's no doubt about it. In the, in the 2020s you know that that is much you know, Mark and I have found a balance and now that our kids aren't little we don't do that thing mm-hmm. but you and I do that because we try to overlap and help each other where we can and oh goodness help the world when it, we both get out of both balance. Both of us are falling yeah. apart. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So. so that's kind of where I'm at. And so what does coffee beans and booze mean to you? So coffee beans and, and booze to means to me actually fearlessness. I know that sounds totally crazy but like coffee beans and booze and we're going to talk a little bit about why I'm coffee beans and why you're booze here in a minute or so but for me you know caffeinated jasmine and drunk shyla are besties because in those states I don't drink any caffeine normally but when I do I become really truthful and I become super fearless and super like I'll say it without the hesitation that I find sometimes I say I you know sometimes I just hold myself back Mm -hmm. and so coffee beans and booze for me means fearlessness of not being afraid of what if I'm not enough trying to accomplish these things what if I don't make a big enough difference in my community what if I am not a hundred percent in my job that I love what if I'm not the perfect parent today Mm -hmm. caffeinated jasmine can say to heck with all of that do your best. And whatever that ripple effect is, 
I'm good with it. Sure. So I love that because it's, it's yeah. the practice of authenticity and yeah. being who you are and true to who you are and that being sort of a fluid concept. It's, yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that's what coffee beans and booze is to me. It would be really fun to see if that stays consistent over time. But I think I think for me, when I think about who we are, what we do, why we're here, what we're hoping to share with other people, is how they can make a difference by being fearless and working and being organized and working with it, great partners and all of those things. So let's talk about this theme song. Yeah, so the theme song, uh, written by our wonderful friend, Mr. Kevin Gain, who mm-hmm. is still on um, penance for all of the crimes against, you know, whatever he did. He yeah. is. He <laughs> is. Friends who commit crimes against other friends. Other friends. We still love him, though. So I'm sure if he's listening, Kevin, we still love you. But And this theme song is one of the reasons that we still love him. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So, uh, man, this, this podcast kind of started as this sort of silly idea um, and as we started talking to our friends and and within the groups of people that we kind of interconnect with uh, we started to realize that maybe we did have something going here and so we in in the group of friends that we have um, we have all of this this talent so I guess you can pick it up from there what happened next yeah so we were we were celebrating a absolutely fantastic um, theater event um, which theater running my life and and wonderful and all my friends who come to support all of that not just as in they show up but they show up to do and we were out we were celebrating it at one of our local establishments afterwards watering holes watering holes yes (laughs) and and truly celebrating the greatness of this group of like 10 or 15 of us who had accomplished something amazing in our community for the children of our community and and for the youth in our community. And our friend Kevin uh, really picked up this idea where we were like, yeah, we're going to do this podcast, you know, Coffee Beans and Booze, because, you know, caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shiloh are everybody's favorite people. And he whips out his phone and literally writes this fantastic theme song that so captured us. And I think what was so amazing about it is not only is it fun, not only is he unbelievably talented, um, but it really did capture how much we depend on working with the people around us who are our friends who work so hard for the things we have passions for and who they do too. For me, this theme song is not only just fun, but it also really illustrates how our friends know us so well that they work so hard to be on our teams. And that's probably like coffee beans and booze tip number one, which is build your teams of people that you know you can trust and you can work well with and who are these unbelievably creative problem solvers, which um, Kevin, while he is still on penance and uh, <laughs> absolutely and uh, repenting I'm for I'm sure some, that will come up later at some point. It will yes. come up later. Um, but while he does that, you know, he is just one example, and I'm sure we will talk with many of our community partners throughout this podcast, of people who are creatively helping us problem solve to do the best we can do every day. And, well, and I think something that we've done really well is we, you know, how do you create and maintain a friend network? And that's by bringing all of your friends together right mm-hmm. so your friends are my friends and my friends are your friends and yeah. so we've started to build on to sort of that network of people and being able to to know who we can rely on and who can do the thing and what questions we can ask to who and and how all of that works so I think you know we have we have taken that you're a connector I'm a I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a meter you're a connector I remember you saying to me one time like you know um, you have the strength of connecting people together and I have this you know strength of introducing this and that and it's so true like when you get the right people in the room together and they have those passions it's an explosion of of just incredible possibilities that can come from that and some of those possibilities grow into something and 
some of them don't. But that ability to do so and put pe- the right people around the table is amazing. Absolutely. And and the capacity for vision and creativity and all of those things that we do together. I think it's, yeah, it's a really great synergy. Yeah. For sure. And definitely our theme song is an illustration of how yeah. synergy at a table can turn into something absolutely wild. That's right. And Kevin enjoys just playing it at random. So we have to chase each other down and clink at the end because that's part of it, right? That's you what have you have to, to do. Yeah, and so to, we yes. will clink every week <laughs> as this podcast begins because uh, as we sit here with our coffee beans and our booze, as we are, must be on brand, um, it's definitely such a great celebration of, of what it means to get everyone together and create a vision of something. Sure. Absolutely. So, Shyla, let's talk about the big item for the week. What started Coffee Beans and Booze? Coffee How did we get beans here? Coffee Beans and Booze. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you and I have known each other for 18 years. 18 years. My son was 10 months old when we first met. You babysat Terrifying. him. Terrifying. <laughs> and I'm so yeah. old. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> but I was like an adult working, and you were my student worker. And I think I knew right away that like we wanted to accomplish crap in life and we were going to be friends. And yeah. Yeah. So oh. it, it's been great. Yeah. So um, our community being sort of small, um, you know, 8,000 strong in Palmyra, um, you know, in, from my perspective of doing community work and, and, and having a food pantry in our community, I kind of get pulled into lots of projects and, and rando meetings and that sort of thing. But it also gives me a really great springboard to be able to, to accomplish a lot more because we don't have a lot of institution and, and forever kind of existing programming and that sort of thing. So last year, around this time in January, I was called into a meeting to talk about some community gardens that were being um uh, planned between two churches and they were expanding that into other churches and they wanted to be able to do this in conjunction with the food pantry which was great and a, a really great use of, of, of lots of resources in the community um, and we started talking about um, also planning an end of the summer celebration for these gardens and I proposed a really crazy idea that why not why not do just a community celebration because like that's not quite enough ever, oh no right? let's like, take on more <laughs> let's do a bigger thing let's do a bigger thing and this was coming at the same time of um some changes in funding streams and that sort of thing and so i said why not tack this into a larger one day give event and so we have a community day and a give event and we put it all together and the committee of two that i was meeting with said yes let's mm-hmm. do it and so i went to work right away and i started to recruit people in the community who I knew would be able to do and accomplish this this greater mission and uh, so that's where you came into play because yeah. you're my yes person. Yeah right? and, like and I do that because I know tip number two here is you feel like I do which is there are only so many of us to do so much in a community of our size so make sure what you're doing has the big bang right what the, the effort for the biggest thing and that doesn't mean we haven't taken a risk on things that we were like ooh we made those things and we sold $20 of it and that was not worth the 800 hours it right, took for yeah. us to make the bake good or but whatever. we learn, right? And we prune and we decide what's best. And, and that's yeah, okay. Yeah. And so when you when you talk to me about this idea of bringing together 
all of these organizations around our community who are working so hard for their passionate item. You know, I'm so passionate about what theater education provides to our community, and I think it would be hard for our school district or for our community to not agree with that. You know, we, we have an organization that's not just about theater education, but also about professionalism and service and the things that make better humans. And for you to approach me and say, do you want to take your efforts that you're working so hard on and combine them with the efforts of all of these fantastic organizations and have this great big day? I could instantly see it was worth trying to take the time to build this incredible thing. And through it, we did. And that's exactly what we did. And And, there were so many benefits and side benefits that I can't wait to talk about. Um, But we had a great partner in this because when you asked me to help you with this, you said – your technology background is really what I need some help on here because we're going to have this online giving day with this crazy community day that's all going to come together. We need to have a good product, good partners that help us on the technology. And and that led us to GiveGab, yes. who are our favorite people. Amazing. I, yeah. I mean, first, we got we to go back and we got to give a shout out to the Extra Give, which happens in Lancaster, correct. which was sort of our like, you know. Spirit it, animal. Yeah. It mm-hmm. continues to be sort of the driving force. And they use GiveGab. So we were like, yes. well, heck. They're raising like a bajillion dollars right. a year. They must be doing something right here. So mm-hmm. we contacted GiveGab. I had a really great sales call with one of their And folks. we talked with the folks from yep. Lancaster's Great Give, we did. who yes. yeah. they were so generous in talking with us. Yes. They were not like, oh, you're this town, a few you know cities over here who's going to compete with us. They were absolutely generous volunteer partners who were happy to answer our questions. And when we said, hey, should we talk with GiveGab? Are you happy with this platform? They said, definitely. You call. Yes them and had a great experience a great experience from the start it was very clear that they understood nonprofit land and what that meant and so uh, we went back to the committee and said for us to be able to do a platform like this would be just ludicrous like there's mm-hmm. just no world where we could continue our jobs and do what we do but also have this thing be successful and year one the intent was make this as usable and 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 great as possible so that we can continue to build something. So yeah. we got paired with Nikki and Merlin. Nikki and Merlin, who got to spend every week having a call with us because they do a great job of support. And so we had a weekly phone call set up with them. It was a little webinar where we would go through where we needed to be to get things set up. And believe it or not, they found us funny and <laughs> informational, right? And, and educational, I suppose I should say. Um, and they, I think they looked forward to our calls as much as we I looked hope so. So I yeah, hope so. Maybe I, I, they'll have to let yeah, us know yeah, here. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they, they, uh, we looked forward to talking with them because they were such great partners with the content that they gave us to keep us on track for creating a crazy community day like this, mm-hmm. but also just keeping us sort of grounded to that that what we're doing is important right. and get it. Which is yeah. you can and feel like it's not when you're in the middle absolutely. of it. Absolutely. And when we started, I remember thinking like this. Well, we we started with the every other week calls, and I think both of us were kind of like, ah, oh, every other week that feels yeah. like a lot, but. But I think without their guidance and support and and that kind of driving along because it was yeah. easy for us to get lost in the weeds and also lost in our own worlds of like we've got stuff to deal with in our own. Because this was yeah. extra. Yeah. We, we don't get paid to do this. Yeah. You have a full-time job. I have a full-time job. And this all sits outside of that. Yeah. And while I think neither one of us 
would ever say that, you know, we don't think about these things between 8 and 4.30 or whatever that happens to be, we had to make sure they stayed manageable. And having a partner like this who could walk us through and say, guys, you're not, you know, just just stay focused on this this week and you'll get through to the next piece really helped us accomplish this giant thing and provided for us confidence in going back to this committee that worked with us here in town where we wanted to make sure we were serving the committee best. And so it gave us the confidence to say, no, we're on the right track. We're right right where we need to be in this timeline, Um, which is is the hard part. So it was probably, what, maybe July or August. We Mm -hmm. were on a call with them and particularly – out of we were we were just being caffeinated jasmine and drunk we were i don't think i was drunk though i just want to make clear on that call (laughs) thank you merlin it was 10 30 in the morning it was early so they were they were surprised to hear that as spunky as i am that i don't drink a lot of caffeine it's very rare i maybe have caffeine maybe once a week or so i'm that person who goes to the coffee bar and is like man i really need some coffee can i have a decaf americano please and people just kind of look at me and i'm like well it's the experience of hot coffee and all of that but i am naturally like this yes. um Shyla, you have seen me caffeinated yes so i might have a little caffeine yeah. right now uh it's a thing it is a thing no Heightened. it's true and so at yeah. some point the comment came out well caffeinated jasmine and drunk Shyla are best friends yeah um and so uh merlin and nikki sort of provided a i, I think they might have even named it did they I, name I it i think they did i think they were so, like coffee beans and booze and that's we like, so entertaining that's amazing and so you came up with a logo <laughs> sketch that afternoon <laughs> and we shared it with them as a sort of joke but then as we kept talking about it we were mm-hmm. we started talking about it with our friends and we started yeah. talking about it amongst ourselves just you know when we were together because we right. like to lunch we'll get to that too we do which is, is which is smart thing. um but yeah we talked about well what what would we have to say and what do we want to tell people and you know why do people call us and ask us for advice when they're trying to do something and we started to realize that yeah we we do have a lot to share in this and that I was I'm gonna be completely honest Shyla originally when I did it it was coffee beans and booze um, surviving a small town do you remember that and I was and I really felt like I don't I don't know if guilty is the word but I was like wait a minute I'm not just surviving let me remind myself that how I talk about this is really true we're not just surviving it's easy when we're texting each other at 6.50 6.50 in the morning. Every, have you noticed that every day you're texting until like 12.30 and yes. I miss the end and then I start at 6.15 in the next morning or something Total like that? Total night yes. And, and I am, yeah. but I'm just exhausted right yes. now. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, when we start doing that, that we're not surviving it. We are thriving. We are an active part of making decisions of what we're spending our life on. I think sometimes we want to spend so much saying, like, life happens to me. And life does happen. Mm-hmm. But I think in that moment with Merlin and Nikki, we realized, like, No, they're right. We are making active choices in what we're doing here, active choices to be community warriors who are making a difference and and making the decisions of how we do that. We have a hard time saying no, but we've gotten better because we know where we can make a difference. Thinking about legacy and thinking about the things that we do that we're creating for our community because we don't think about just this moment. We think through, what does this look like? What does this mean? How does this translate in 10 years from now when we're not a part of it? Does it, it are we leaving our community with something that they can celebrate or something that they're like, oh, like this right. is, you know, another death march? So, you know, really thinking about that because I think in our community, it, you know, being Lebanon County, being the sort of very like Dutch, very German yeah. heritage, there's a 
lot of like we do just because we've always done and so I think you know we're, we're kind of bringing this fresh approach to the idea of like what do we do with the community and how do we how do we leave an impact and whether or not that impact is always good and, and felt and how and how, how can that, that impact be the greatest ripple instead of you know I felt really good about what I was doing for my organization and I still do but this ability to to join together even if it's this once a year campaigning or, or whatever happens to be the ability to do that opened my eyes I always respected what every other organization was doing I, I feel bad every time we have a sub sale and so do three other organizations because I'm like this town can only buy so many subs right <laughs> kind of the a capacity deal. for pretzel sandwiches is it's, only so many right there are, there's only so many movie books we can sell or whatever it is but the, the root behind that is that there's such good work being done in a community of our size, and everyone is trying to do the best of that. How do we not exhaust a community and make the best for everyone? And I think some of the underpinning for this this one-day give event was helping organizations to try to sunset some of these small asks right. that are really not producing much for them. Um, you know, you're asking the families to come out to another car wash or to a big sale or what, you know, that or sort spaghetti of thing. dinner, exactly. not that I'm against a spaghetti dinner. Right. but and, and none of these right. things are bad things. It's just that when you have a community of 8,000 people and only so many businesses that don't require 8,000 hoops to jump and, and red right. tape to be able to get a donation from, you know, they're preyed on so often. Right. The coffee shop that we often frequent, you know, she talks about mm-hmm. always having a two-inch stack of request letters on our desk and you know really thinking through like we're making a big impact not just for the organizations who we're serving but also the businesses and organizations who are also you know the ones who are getting the asks all the time so there you know there's a lot of underpinning to that and I think as we continue in this podcast we'll talk about some of the really great things that came out of it that we didn't expect and things that we hoped for and right I can't wait to talk about our that community meeting we had the, the meeting that was the everybody needs yeah. to be here. I, I'm so excited um, a few episodes from now when we talk about that because I think that was such a lesson learned that I never even thought about was was something coming. So yeah. spoilers, yeah. We'll, we'll tell you another yeah. time. No, Absolutely. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah so, so I think we're doing some great things. And, and GiveGab has been just such a great partner and all of that. And, yes. and they continue to be so. Yeah. I just – they were a resource for me again this week when I literally reached out and said – I have this predicament. Can you help me? And they were like, absolutely. And by the way, we hear you have a podcast coming, <laughs> which was just fun. Yes. Um, and the fact that that they could take that seriously too made us have great confidence. Yeah. Which was good. It's very exciting. Yeah. So I think uh, something we need to cover is who we are, right? I mean, we're at a Ooh. point where we need to talk about what in the world we actually do. This it's, is a big question. It is a big question. <laughs> it really is. And I, I, it's a big question. And I always feel guilty when I answer this question because I feel like depending on who thinks they're the primary thing in my life will be jealous of the other things I talk about. But I promise you you're all even. seven side hustles. My seven side hustles. That I, you know, there was a time that I felt guilty and bad that I had so many side hustles um, because I think that people who don't have so many side hustles sometimes question how I use my time. Um, and I would get very defensive. And now I'm so proud of all that I have going on because I know in my head they're not all you know evenly distributed and they ebb and flow and so um so my primary my primary gig in life is that I am the director of educational technology at Lebanon Valley College um and so I have worked in educational technology for a couple of years now I have a a background in marketing I worked in marketing uh, for quite some time before that and politics believe it or not before that I worked in state politics for a while um so at the core of everything I do I'm pretty much a communicator and 
and um, I have always had theater in my life. Um, and so my other primary hustle in my life is that I am the director of musical theater uh, at Palmyra Area High School. And so I handle their um, their musical theater program. And that is something that I have grown into such a dream position, um, have received some very excellent uh, recognition for that over time. Oh, don't be shy. Oh, stop. Yes, stop. What, what is the recognition well, that you, you know, got, Jasmine? There was that year that Say the Tony it. Awards, I perhaps was an honorable mention individual from the uh, 2018 Tony Awards for Theater Education. And so that's just something that 12-year-old Jasmine who listened to Andrew Lloyd Webber and spent her life uh, getting onto that high school stage and just loving all things theater, just I could never imagine that I could make a difference to students enough that they, that a former student, um, shout out to Dylan Lewis, who I often say is such the, the root of the start of so much of what I did, because he was a student who came forward and said, Mrs. Booker, I think you can make a difference in people's lives. And I was smart enough to listen to him. He was um, 17 years old. And I think a big tenant of all of my life, whether it's here at the college or it's at the high school or it's in our community, is I've really learned to stop and listen when uh, teenagers and younger talk to me and, and really listen to them because they're so perceptive and they know so much that's going on. And I think um, people in that age range, whether, you know, high, high school and college, they really are looking at the world and seeing what can make a difference. And I think for me, that conversation with Dylan really made it so that I would take on this idea of being the musical director and could use that position to make a difference in their lives, to help them learn proper theater education, how to be professionals in the world, how to give service to others, um, which so leads to our, much of our overlap in what we do because um, the Palmyra Musical Program truly sees the caring cupboard as uh, a place where they can serve the community and make such a difference. Came of the year that we did Into the Woods and uh, we we had started with that and um, sort of just did like a food collection because Into the Woods has a baker in it and, and we were our students were looking to expand that and it's just absolutely continued from there and and piggybacks on the efforts of the International Thespian Society. So so absolutely. my two main side you know hustles hustles in the world hustles? not side yes. hustles there's yes. nothing side about them are, are to work in technology um, educational technology at the collegiate level and then to, to work with the musical theater program and then I'm on the board of, of a local theater here, the, the Hershey Area Playhouse that I absolutely love and adore. Um, and so I do that as well. Uh, so that's kind of what I do. And I really do think about how those things come together and enable me to make a difference in the world. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. go back to your point about listening to younger people. Yeah. So important. And that, that idea. And I think some of that comes from mm-hmm. maybe our own personal having something to say and not being heard right well, like sure, a, as a younger sure. person and, absolutely and living in this sort of culture as we talked a little bit before in this Lebanon County culture of like the dominance of who who has the loudest voice and how that's Definitely. heard and so yeah and I, I think, think we struggle particularly as women you know I have now known you for the better part of almost 20 years and if I had a dollar every time we had the conversation of is today the day I should speak up or I should sit back and not because sit back because someone told me to but because we want to make sure we're here other people's voices too but I think as as young professionals I think as young female professionals I think we struggle with when to have a voice and so I I think many people would be surprised to know that I ever actually do hold back what I have to say because <laughs> I, I am a pretty active participant in life um, I can I can't name a time where I held my tongue and it was actually the best thing usually if I did that, I shouldn't have. I should have said something. I should have helped in some way. I should have given the idea because it could have been one that helped the situation. No, Someone doesn't need to pick it up. But there's a few times I can look back and think, 
oh, I should have, I shouldn't have said that or something. It comes back to the diva moment, right? Yeah, like we, everybody we gets have, one diva yes, card. We have, we have a rule. <laughs> there is, a, there is a rule. You have mm-hmm. one diva card to use per event. Yeah. So whether or not you spend it, you must spend it wisely. Right? Correct, so because you get one. Yeah, you get one. So every year when we have a musical season, uh, everybody on the staff gets to play one diva card. Uh, the best part about this. Uh, here's totally my spoiler alert. Most people don't spend their diva card because they're afraid they won't have it later. That's and by right. the end, it's gone, right? <laughs> kind of a deal. Yes, um, you don't get it back. It's non-refundable. You don't right. get to like wrap Mm-mm. it into the next season. It's gone. It's gone. It's, it's gone. Yeah, kind of furthering that point. We talk a lot about the diva card, but also like, is that the hill we're going to die on, yeah, right? Definitely. Like, the, I, how many times have we said All that? The time. Like, this is twice a week. Like, this is not the hill I'm dying nope, on today. And so, mm-hmm. you know, really having, having somebody who you connect with so well that you can be like all right here's the down and dirty what hill you know is this yeah. the hill i'm dying on is today? this the one is this as important is this, as i think this, why do yeah. i i yeah. love when you asked me the question before about why you know because i hadn't thought about that before we sat down here like why do i listen it's so fascinating yes. so shyla tell yeah. us a good bit about you please yeah so i come from uh the altoona area and um as i was kind of on my college journey i saw Lebanon Valley College. I came to Lebanon uh, Lebanon Valley College visit. Um, We were a little early for the visit. I sat down on a bench in front of the library and I was like, that's it. I wish I walked by. I wish I I had, maybe I did that day. I don't know. I I had just started working at the college. I was here maybe a year. Yeah, it was, it was, (laughs) yeah. So I, I, I fell in love with it. Um, I came in as an elementary education major and um, decided within about six weeks that I was, that was not the thing I was cut out for. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Dr. Deanna Dodson, who is still here at the college, was just she's just so fantastic. Um, just love her. And uh, she spent a lot of time with me, mentoring me and trying to help me decide what I wanted to be and who I was. And, you know, I, I felt like when I came to college, I didn't have a whole lot of really great skills, but I wanted to save the world. That was sort mm-hmm. of my perspective. Um, so I, I just kind of jumped on her train and took a psychology course and really loved it and decided that that's what I was going to do. And so with a couple of other professors and some help along the way, I decided to pursue a master's in social work and uh, did community mental health for a long time. But alongside that, had started to volunteer at the local food pantry, the Caring Cupboard, um, back in 2006 when we opened in our own building um, along one of the main, main drags. And the main really? drag, with, yeah, with of, the main you know, drag, the main drag of Main Street and <laughs> Railroad. Railroad Street. Like it, that's it. There are two. Like you know, whatever. But um, so that's actually how I found it. Was there mm-hmm. was a sign outside? I was passing by, coming home from work, and I uh, decided to start volunteering. My husband and I would volunteer, um, just stocking shelves and that sort of thing. And and my capacity grew there. Um, and eventually, I um, they were able to hire me on as a full time staff. I took a fifty thousand dollar a year pay cut yeah. to make that jump but and I you held your breath I it did. was not an easy decision I remember not, this yeah, it was pretty laborious and you know there was a lot there I'm sure this will mm-hmm. come out in, in some in some capacity later but you know when we took this job my husband and I spent a lot of time contemplating whether or not this was the right move because my heart was there mm-hmm. but we knew going into this that this was going to be a family job 100 percent. Right. all of us had to be in so your son Noah yes has and I suspect Lucas must too but but Noah has his own volunteer name tag when you walk in, he and does. he has for years now, yes. and he is 
seven. Seven. He'll be eight soon. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. So he'll, he'll, he's seven years old. And I know that every time I walk in there, I've seen that for years now. And so it is – we will talk about Noah's efforts. We will talk about what it's like to to raise generous children and those types of things. But it truly was a family commitment for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. we knew – I mean, it's just – there was a lot going on at the time that I took over. Um, you know, we were starting to really grow in a lot of ways. But just trying to figure out who we were and how, how we were going to make this work. And, you know, there there was a point in time where we never thought we could serve more than 80 families a week. And then it became 120 families a week. And then now we're topping 170 families a week and just trying to figure out how we fit into all of that and, and how right. we resource and, and what we do. And, and, and education for our community yeah, is and crazy. It, it is. Yeah. It is. And so my husband, uh, Derek, uh, has an MBA. So he's sort of my silent mm-hmm. business partner because I'm a social worker. Like I don't – math, accounting, those things are not my strong suit. You act like so. you can't figure out your own tip on a receipt. And I you can. can. I you can totally do that. Can. Yeah, I can do that. I mean, You're also good with the sales. Decimal. You can figure oh, yeah. out percentage off. Like well, yeah, I mean the, the important things, right? Since 2015, I've mm-hmm. been working um, at the Karen Cupboard as a, the food pantry executive director and um, have seen some really great things happen in our community. Yeah. And and really the what the board has afforded me to do um, in being able to just be in the community. So they haven't really – they haven't narrowed me and, mm-hmm. and kept me kind of down. This is that nimbleness. You yeah. hinted at this earlier, and I cannot wait to talk about nimbleness, about sometimes being small is actually what allows you to thrive. Yeah. That when you get to be too big of a machine and too much, and, you know, there's a luxury there that is great, but there's also a cumbersome I know that there are nonprofit warriors in the world who are going to look at us and be like, they're so lucky it can be just a couple of people in their land because it's so hard to move so many. And you have that great thing that happens in your life yeah. where they've allowed you to really stay nimble to put your attentions where it needs to be in Absolutely. our community at the moment. And, and really, yeah. you know, the community building piece of it and being uh, allowed to spend some time with some of the coalitions in our community, Better Together is one of them, mm-hmm. and just making really great connections through that. Um, you know, the work that we're doing is now countywide. Uh, being able to really kind of dig in and and work across aisles that were just never available to us before. Or just weren't explored. I mean, I think there's so much of that. And I think, you know, we will keep going back to this this central Pennsylvania, Lebanon County kind of deal. Um, But I think this mindset of like we each have to take care of our own without bothering anybody else Mm -hmm. has maybe been a little counterproductive sometime that if we work together. But I want to go back to something else you said. You were talking about Deanna Dodson, one of my favorite people as well in the world. Love her. Um, And about what a mentor she was um, to you. Mm-hmm. I look at you so often and I think about what an incredible mentor you are to so many people. And is that something that you value, that you want to make sure that you're known as having been a mentor to people? Oh, that's a great question. I try. I don't think I actually see myself as a mentor. That's interesting. You mentor so many people in the way that you run an effective meeting, the way that you bring the right people together. Uh, there's people in our worlds that, you know, so many people that we you, you spend your time being really open and free with what you do and the professional that you are. So you're doing that without even noticing it? I, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I just... My my entire goal is to create a community that I'm proud of, right? And yeah. and to, to be able to say that we support the people who live in our community. And it's never about me. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I get some reward from it, right? But sure. it's not – I don't come at this as like, what am I getting out of this? Mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure that everything that we do is, is generating some good will in our right. community. And so do you feel like – for that vote of confidence. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, totally. <laughs> I would be a hot mess. I mean, we know <laughs> – 
coffee beans would be so lonely without booze. I can't even tell you. And, and you know, I, I would be totally lost from morning to night for sure. Um, and our whole family would be, you know, and that's, that's kind of one of the really special things I think for us too is that, you know, this is us. This is caffeinated Jasmine. This is drunk Shyla. This is us. We talked about caffeinated Jasmine. We didn't talk about drunk Shyla. We didn't. So I, I love her did. so much. I love her so much. And everybody loves drunk Shyla. So we should probably start off with a little bit of like, there's a, there's a small complex that Shyla has developed <laughs> that everybody loves drunk Shyla so much. But I think it kind of comes back to your point of like the caffeinated Jasmine version is the like unfiltered. Like right. I spend so much time trying to be conscientious about the, the choices of words I use and, and what I'm doing and that sort of thing and then drunk Shyla comes out sometimes and it's just I she's relaxed yeah I'm a little funnier I think <laughs> I I have to say I love all Shyla's I do but drunk Shyla is my favorite and Mark would say the same maybe my children would too which yes, I mean remember my is. children are older yes. so please don't think that we're talking about like four-year-olds they're not they're you know they're they're 19 and 27 so they're they're old enough to be around drunk Shyla for sure yeah but I think what it is is we all spend our lives appreciating so much the professional Shyla and all that you accomplish in every day and what your date book looks like and all of those things. But the ability to unwind with you and watch you relax and the creativity that comes from that. And I think that at the end of the day is where caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla meet and become best friends is that it's about this creative place where we can do great things together and we can just without any hesitation say it and not feel like we're going to be judged. Know we're in a safe space. Know we can make a difference and just do. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah I, I think when I came into this job at the Karen Cupboard, I, I had a naive, I, I guess, approach that everybody had the ability for vision. Mm-hmm. So I realized very quickly that that's not true. And so, yeah, it would be interesting yeah. to hear your perspective about vision. Like, what? Yeah. How do you see visionaries and how does that play out in your life? Yeah, so it's interesting because this idea of vision and being a visionary, I so often see as a, like a really great responsibility because I work with a lot of doers, which is amazing. Like nothing can happen in my life. Like you can have a thousand visions and a thousand ideas. What what is crazy for me is that so many people will follow a vision I come up with. I mean, I like know. it's terrifying. It's, it's so terrifying. <laughs> I you remember know? right before Great Give, I like had this. You know, I have to have like the hysterical like something happen. Like yeah. obviously always in you know in the context of my home and like I'm 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 sure I was crying I'm sure of it like oh my gosh I just asked all of these people to stand to do behind this amazing me thing. and it wasn't just me but you know it was it it was you and me and and in the right. giving piece of it right? And, right and so many others supported that but we just asked 42 organizations to stand behind something that mm-hmm. we believed in and it could be a complete flop or it could be the coolest thing ever or maybe somewhere in between but still like if nothing happened or came of it like Holy shit, I just asked a lot of people to stand behind Even me. Even the committee of people who were these great end to 8 to 10 people who like met every week at, a, at another local watering hole who was happy to open their doors and welcome us in and, and our great community partners with us. To ask them every week or every two weeks to show up and to do this. And for it's a huge thing when you have a vision of something, right? When I was working on this big summer project I just got off of, which is Amelie High School Edition, and and we piloted a particular project. This was completely different than ever had been done for us at the, at the musical theater realm. We have taken our spring production and springboarded that into a 12-month curriculum that we can give students some type of theater education so they can find their voice, so that they can take risks, so that they can be vulnerable. The things you don't have the luxury when you're only together 12 weeks, that kind of a deal. And we were approached and asked if we would work with the creators of this crazy project of Amelie to create a high school version of that. And 
students got on board and adults helped with it. And the community was like, this is a great thing. And it was an unbelievably personal project for me because of the story that it is, because of what it meant. It's truly a story about a community coming together to support a woman who doesn't know how to love. Well, I can't think of anything more than I that I would want for someone in a community. And to be able to talk with that, with the students about that. So I said to the students one day, that takes a lot of risk to put yourself out there. I said, I'm not a risky person. And a dear student turned to me and Ryan says, Mrs. Booker, you're the riskiest person I know. And I was like, what? And he's like, you come up with these ideas. You ask us to get on board. We just do whatever you say because we know you've taken on this amazing risk. And I was like, dude, you are 16 years old and you've got this crazy perception. I would think I'm the least riskiest person, but I think you're right. Vision and visionary takes such risk. You and I are able to decide, discern, and maybe sometimes well and sometimes not when it's time to make those big yeah, make make that big jump, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get back to the hill you die on, right? Sometimes yeah. it is not worth the the effort no. and the thing and the whatever. But you know, spending money to do a thing or you know, getting mm-hmm. trying to fundraise so that you can go to national. You know what the risk is? International. International. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. It it takes a risk level. I think it's what also makes us really great. Uh, committee members or community members to of somebody else's thing because when you stand there and you watch someone be the visionary you know what it took for them to take that risk and to mm-hmm. go out on that limb Absolutely. and so I think that like I will never sign up for hours I won't sh- show up for like I won't do that because I know that that person put this thing out there I might not sign up for the volunteer hours to begin with because I can't that day or I can't do that thing or whatever it is but if I've made that commitment I won't pull back from it because I know that that vision is in someone's heart and just like the support people have given me I never want to let that down for them. Sure. I don't yeah. want to do that. Like, absolutely. which is also hard responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. It allows for us not to get sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The sick flu. Flu. Sick. The <laughs> voodoo. Oil, blood. The voodoo <laughs> oils that keep me from, you know, that keep me from getting whatever the latest cold is or whatever uh, it happens yes. to be, you know. But it it it's the house of cards, right? It's the house of cards. We it have is. to keep standing. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And just keep pushing and and mm-hmm. yeah. And and there's a lot of room here for us to talk about boundaries and. <laughs> Oh, that, those. Ugh, I don't even want to say the word self-care, but what that really looks like. And you I know, have digital stickers for my planner that yeah. say self-care. Well, I've used one. Figuring out what the hell that means, right? One. So there's yeah. there's a lot here that, you know, we talk about. We, we have all of these sort of ideas of what you should do to be a great, successful leader. And sometimes I think at the end of the day, it's just do, right? right. right. Do something. Something. Yeah. Okay, Shyla. Let's get to the real question here. What's your goals for this podcast? Because we don't do anything without a goal. Yeah, oh, that's a great question. Um, all right, not to piss off Derek by mm. saying something stupid. Um, you mean who? Oh, We're not yes. supposed to talk about Oh, yeah, the, the, the man in my life who doesn't exist, apparently. Um, although he is multi-talented in so many ways and, and does He's such, okay. He's a great guy. Yeah, no, he yeah, is. Most he's of a great time. guy. I'm just kidding. Love you, Derek. He, um, do, he is not a fan of Drunk Shyla, by the way. Oh, yes. He has not. said to me, I, I flat out <laughs> said to him, I said, what do you mean you don't love Drunk Shyla? And he's like, you don't have to take her home and get her to stop talking. I was <laughs> like, true. Oh. Yeah, I have a lot to say, apparently. Apparently. I mean, I always have a lot to say, so that's, you know, whatever. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so the goals for this, I, I think it's really just um, collaboration. Right. So mm-hmm. our collaboration between uh, you and me, but also um, 
how excited people have become about our podcast and um, wanting to be a part of it in some capacity. Yeah. So, I'm hoping it gives a forum for them to give us some feedback on things that are making a difference in the world that we don't even know yeah, and how they're thriving, not just in small towns, but big towns and whatever that happens to be. There are incredible things. I could walk outside right now, stop and talk to somebody, and they'll tell me about the amazing thing that they're doing in the community. And I think the celebration of that is not just what works, but it's also what doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so we have um, a whole roster of people who yeah. are excited to become uh, come on as guests to the show. I know. So that's exciting. So I, I really think that um, maybe in some ways this is self-serving, right? It's an ability for us sure. to talk about and really like formalize almost some of these feelings that we have and and it's a in a way almost a way for like a check for me that like we're totally doing agree great things I and, literally yeah. have on my iPad list of things that for me this is also the goal here is absolutely outwardly and I'm hoping to share some great things but I'm hoping for a good reality check too because I don't think as busy as the hustle is in our lives we don't always get the opportunity mm-hmm. to stop and think about you know what was it that worked what was it that didn't work you know even the conversation about that it's important for me to listen to the voice of the young people in my life I do it every day but till I had to stop and think about why I did that that's really maybe that's my self-care yeah you know? yeah. I, yeah one of the rules of my life is that if I'm fired up about something um, and I need to make a phone call or I need to email someone about something um, I will draft that email and sit it just mm-hmm. leave it and put it put it on a shelf for 48 yeah. hours and I can come back with a clearer head and I feel like almost this is the like real life version of that for me it's, it's sort of like I'm shelving all of these things and then I can come back to it and be like well that wasn't that big of a deal or that was really cool we did this really great thing and I didn't really give myself the ability or time to really digest what that looked like or what that meant for our community or what that meant for us or our yeah. organizations that kind of thing so agreed you know I, I do come from a marketing background and even though I work so heavily in technology and theater education I will always be a marketer. I think to some level most people are and and should be. I don't think marketing is a bad thing. Um, But I think that there can come a filter with that for myself that I don't necessarily want. It's easy for me to give the bullet points of the amazing things, but I want to make sure I don't miss the lessons of the things that maybe weren't quite as amazing. You know, maybe we shouldn't do that particular effort or maybe that's a fundraiser we should sunset or maybe that's a thing that had – not quite the outcome I thought it should, but it was still valuable. So, yes. Well, I think we have high hopes. Yeah. And I think that we are excited and passionate and um, – Absolutely. And, and yeah. I think there's probably room here for a disclaimer, right? Like we're we're really setting out to be a positive thing. And sometimes there are probably going to be things that we talk about that may not be popular opinion or may not be something that someone agrees with. And that's okay. Like this yeah. – part of, part of this whole process and journey is – what the hell are we doing and how do we get there, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't have all the answers. We try really hard to do best practices. We try really hard to – But we're going to try real hard to not be afraid of the risk. There's risk in this and we're okay with that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. because, you know, there's a really great, yeah, risk in in marginalizing some of our community and that's never the intent of what we're doing, right? So the intent here is that – 
we've got a lot of really great things happening. We have uh, an ability to bring in a lot of really great people who can uh, help us to to realize some of the things that they're doing and mm-hmm. we're doing and collectively doing. Um, but it's never to be you know a bashing session or not at all. No, that, and yeah. hopefully we'll learn from that too. I mean, we may have an opinion that is off the mark, and maybe we'll learn and ed- and be educated. I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope so. I think every day we're we're striving to be the best people that we can be. I don't mean that in an egotistical way, just in a you know I misstep and I'd like to get back to the right step. Absolutely. And I think um I think that our guests particularly on this will have some great um advice and things they're doing and things we never knew and I am excited to shed light on amazing things that amazing people do yeah it's great yeah let's do it all right thanks for listening I'm Shyla and I'm Jasmine and we're thriving in a small town it's Kevin and Jasmine and drunk Shyla it's time for coffee and booze clink